writing and publishing their books. And today I'm so excited to have Evelyn Wong from Singapore with me. She's a dance mentor and the founder of Graceful Swan. She uses dance and movement to create beautiful experiences for children and women to be more vibrant, flexible and beautiful. Before her career as a dance educator, Evelyn was one of the most sought-after dance artists, having performed at high-profile events raised by dignitaries from America, Europe, Malaysia and Singapore's former Prime Minister. She has over 16 years of experience in mentoring aspiring dancers to secure full dance scholarships at, at reputed universities and dance conservatories overseas. Evelyn's latest creation of children merchandise allows children to enjoy the creativity through play and embracing their love of ballet. Welcome, dear Evelyn. I'm so excited to have you here. Good morning, Esther. How lovely to hear your beautiful voice and thank you for making time and having this opportunity for us to connect. Thank you. So let's jump right into your story. What has been the most turning moments in your life? Well, there are many turning points in my life, but one of the most significant ones that is at the same time most humbling and profoundly empowering for me was when I suffered injuries, traumatic injuries and abuse in my early, I would say slightly earlier years during my performing years. I was at the peak of my performing career where I was overlooking some friends who were suffering burnt out, depression. At the same time, I was also managing taking care of my family member. So one of my siblings suffered depression while I was actually really occupied in my career. That, uh, that helped me to look within and spend more time taking care of my loved ones. At the same time, I also learned self-care because I became burnt out. I was overwhelmed with doing too much. So that was a very a refining moment where I learned to reframe myself, slow down and to see greater purpose in what I was doing. You say greater purpose on what you were doing. What, what did you, when you started out with your career with dancing, what did you think where you will be landing at the end? Oh, that's a very fascinating question. I always loved dancing since uh, I was a kid. Well, I remember telling my mom that um, I don't know what uh, inspired me. I just told my mom one day, hey, mom, I want to learn ballet. My mom was a formal uh, dancer, not uh, training in classical ballet, but she just uh, encouraged me to explore the creative um, expressions that I loved uh, doing. So I remember just wanting to perform, but when I was going planning to go to university, I recall actually feeling that I, I needed to connect to people in a more therapeutic, deeper manner. And then I, I couldn't quite decide, you know, what is it? It was just inside me. And then in my 20s and uh, when I was performing, I was just enjoying the performance aspect, but something in me felt like I, I needed to do more. So 
I was pondering and thinking really hard, but before the, I could really come up with a, that, that solution on how to support people in a, in a different manner, these, um, I would say, opportunities or experiences of you know, getting ill, having injuries and not being able to move and having to find new ways of moving and feeling more vibrant allowed me to actually have the opportunity to, to work with beautiful moms, women, and children that you know they sometimes have different challenges. And I was able to connect with them deeply because of my own challenges. So mm. I felt very rewarded in that sense that you know I was thinking of it at 18. And well, turning 18, you know, as a dancer, you had all kinds of injuries. But then when I was in my close to 30s, when I had that deep injuries where um, uh, actually a leading a neurologist told me there was no cure to my symptoms, my pains, and I felt as a as being um, a dancer and knowing my body so well, I truly felt that um, uh, God has a greater purpose, and I know my body well enough, and there's greater ways to to heal, to connect, and to support others. And how did you heal your body? I mean, this is amazing. Um, apart from lying in bed for a long time, yes, resting is the, uh, the, the key, the first thing. I actually um, embraced immerse immediately in essential oils, my regular de uh, daily meditation, prayer, hypnotherapy. So I, I actually was and still into all this holistic approach of recovery. So I actually embraced that and applied it in my, my daily life. So since I was in my 20s till now, I used to implement the same regime every day. And one of the uh, significant moments I remember that recovery of that movement, of the inability to actually move. Um, I recall a physiotherapy wasn't really doing so much for me. So I was very profoundly blessed with um, experiencing one of a pioneer European uh, somatic practitioner where she came forth in my life then and uh, it, it kind of shifted my way of moving and, and I applied the, the teachings uh, into my own life. She was very keen and she saw how my body integrated so swiftly uh, to, to that her, her teachings too and actually encouraged me to be a practitioner but I was too I, I felt like I had a uh, still have a strong purpose to serve in the ballet and the other dance community here that I said, you know, it's wonderful to have the opportunity to go to Europe and, you know, to support others. But I feel it's important to serve Singapore in a way. Mm. <laughs> and can you tell us what's your morning ritual? I'm always curious how what women do for their rituals. Absolutely. I wake up using a couple of my different oils, my essential oils, uh, to uplift myself. And then I immerse in my meditation. And after that, I would do my stretches. So I, I develop a three-step um, graceful body system, which I actually use to help myself to relieve the pain and tension that I have felt for a long time. So I do that to get myself moving. So I, sometimes I do it on the bed or on the mat. So quite often I'm doing on the, uh, on the bed. So in the morning, these are my simple but must-do routines. And how long do you exercise in the morning? I, I, I don't really regard it as ex exercise. Oh, but, um, no. <laughs> I, 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 
I kind of felt I feel like it's like moving like a cat with ease. So it depends, <laughs> on, it depends on the days. Some days I do it for 30 minutes. Some days I do it for an hour or more. So it, it just depends on how how much time um, I, I allow myself to do so. So it can differ, but most days I do about 40 minutes in the morning after my meditation prayers. Yeah. Mm. Beautiful. And then your body is totally awakened. This is great. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> and do you teach this also to your students? Oh, yes, and, and indeed. Um, all of the adult um, ladies um, who work with me and with this graceful body system, they, they actually feel the experience uh, on their own. So I have moms is quite uh, very fascinating uh, moms in their early 30s to women in their 60s um, getting um, the same kind of routines but they're also feeling the same feedback as what i'm feeling in my body so i personally have always been an advocate if i don't feel the change in myself i don't want to share with anyone um, mm -hmm. i want to be able to, to produce the same results for them no matter what age they are for the, the moms and uh, busy, overstressed ladies. And I see it quite immediately on their faces. Uh, so they love it after the session. Quite often I hear that they feel sleepy in class. I said, you know what, early, like earlier today, I said, perhaps I'm going to change my uh, session because the crying, uh, uh, yawning class, because uh, they, they feel rejuvenated. Their nervous system, it's calm. So that's why they, they feel like they're, they're able to yawn and to release the tears. Some ladies told me too today that they were coughing. It's a, it's a form of release to, of some emotional struggles that they may be battling for years. So it's very rewarding to hear um, the changes, the shifts in their body uh, for these women. Mm, very beautiful. And if Thank someone you. comes to you now and is isn't able to move at all or so i'm sure you can help this person can you when they can't uh, would it be from an accident or injury or just in general inflexible in general stiffness or so i think you you know what it means when you can't move so you can teach it very beautifully Yes, thank you. Um, yes, definitely, because I was quite surprised, but I think I do strongly believe in the law of attraction. So I had some ladies that they, in the past, they, they came from nowhere. I wasn't advertising. I was actually uh, in a very low profile. I kind of kept myself as much as a low profile when I was recuperating. But these beautiful women, they were coming to me, some grandmas, some moms, they were struggling with pain for the longest time. And I recall a, a client, she, she had, uh, she, she's in her early 60s, but uh, and she's been going to physio and all sorts of treatments. And her, her two sons are leading doctors here in Singapore. And she told them one day, you know, you know, I'm sick of taking medication and painkillers. And although she was doing physio and a couple of different stretch routines, it didn't. And one day she came into my class, my dance class, and I was integrating movements for her. And she was so happy that she said she, she didn't feel the pain in her joints. She, she didn't tell me initially what was some, some ladies sometimes as women, I can understand when you go into a session, you don't want to spill everything to the entire class. So she kept to the end of the class and then she told me and, and then she 
yeah she repeatedly come for classes and she you it's like i i see the shift in them they they, they feel more vibrant and and that's why i i truly believe that you know what i was experiencing then and incorporating myself create a shift for them too and um and they feel good as like you know the, the kids when you feel good you feel more alive and it doesn't matter what people are saying you know i'm growing old because no women in my class uh, knows that they're growing older you only grow younger in my class <laughs> <laughs> great and the body goes together with our mind so what do you teach your students maybe about mindset because they want to get maybe to um, reputed university dance classes um, of conservatories absolutely the mind body spirit are all interconnected um, and in the body um, although in in movement practice perhaps a it's not talk so much about by being grounded in our body but we are able to connect in our body the way we move emotes something so for my uh, younger students the ones who are aiming for conservatories uh, actually they discover the, their own potential i facilitate um, helping them so i don't really i usually say i don't teach you you teach me i discover <laughs> your potential and when i discover your potential i'm just navigating you to help you to become more aware of that beautiful amazing potential you have so i'm not really doing much i'm just being a facilitator there uh, and then i see like a little flower just blossoming each day so that brings me so much joy just when they are able to see that and that, that, that aha moment and i know it when i see it in the class sometimes you know the eyes being a bit glazed but when they get it in their system they I, i know there's no turning back because they have got it in them and i know that they, they will keep soaring you were talking mentioning uh, the law of attraction how do you use that the law of attraction the firstly i believe in gratitude uh, i strongly believe in gratitude uh, since uh, the most humbling experience and up to this day every day and with the recent thanksgiving I was just sharing gratitude to to my friends and and how I was reflecting just before coming to the session to have the opportunity to talk to you how grateful that the universe brought us together that I'm able to celebrate uh, you know your works your beautiful works and how women are and men are supporting each other during this season what, what kind of affirmations do you use for yourself Evelyn, I believe in myself. I can do it. I'm amazing and I'm unstoppable. So there, actually, I have quite a, a fair bit of a list. It depends. And one of my favorite uh, recently is I have a magnetic, connected personality that supports others to to rise up to their potential and see the the beauty in them. Mm-hmm. And if you have a student who is suffering maybe of not being good enough, lack of self-confidence, what do you tell the student? How do you help the student? In fact, there are many of, uh, of late, um, Esther. It's, I wouldn't say it's astounding. It's more evidently apparent these days. So when I see them and 
I listen to them first of all, and quite often students or whether they're uh, kids or adults, they say, I can't do it. And I would just tell them you can do it. It's just that at this point in the juncture, what you're perceiving is you can't do it. But as we practice something in, in anything in life, uh, I like to give different examples, like a, a, particularly a, a pianist, I like music. I said, you know, a professional musician or whether a pianist in order to, to be good at something, to be proficient, you have to have a consistent habit of practicing. And I, I said, you know, there's no, there's always room for failure, but if you don't explore it, you wouldn't know how far you can go. So I encourage them by reminding them that, you know, I was one, sometimes I would tell them, you know what, uh, I could not bend over and uh, actually all super bendy, flexible, and then suddenly I, I don't know how to move my body. And I said, I, I actually train myself every single day, even when I was lying in bed, I, I couldn't get up. Eh? And I said, I, if I could force myself, actually allow myself, at that time I need to force myself because when I, I lost my memory, I could not uh, connect many things. I actually push myself in a sense to, to say, you know, I can't do it physically, but I can visualize it. And visualization was rather hard for me then, but then I did it daily. I did it daily until I could see results. So I said, if I could do it, you can do it. It doesn't matter how old you are because nobody is too old in my class. Even if you're 95 in my class, I would also say the same thing. Um, we just have to practice and we are never alone. They are never alone. So the support and, and allowing ourselves to, that's one of my big words in my sessions, allowing ourselves. Mm. Uh, you said visualizing. How can you help people to visualize better? Uh, sometimes I think it's rather difficult. Oh, yes, absolutely. To visualize better in whether in just them being in my class to do certain movement or what's going on. Quite often uh, we get the opportunity, I get the opportunity to listen to their stories about what's going on in their lives. And because of what they practice, visualizing the ability to take baby steps. It's like, no matter what age we are, we take baby steps on something we can't do. And then when we improve our perspective, especially in body movement, because as you do the movements, instead of doing affirmations that sense, because we are allowing body, we're listening to our body. And that creates that awareness and the confidence that develops in time and their outlook in life also changes um, especially when I usually when I cue them in the, in the sessions or when they have the pre-recorded uh, sessions for the adults they listen to it and something in them becomes aware and they, they shift and I quite often I don't have to ask they would share with me about something shifting in their life. And that's not because of something dramatic they did outside. You know, I've put more effort. Usually I say in class, don't be so forceful. Yes, it's like, be like water, you flow. You don't, if there's a rock, you're not gonna be clashing. The, the water doesn't clash around the rocks. It flows around it. So the way we approach situation problems, whether it's relationships, family, work and all, they start shifting. So it's quite lovely to see that uh, some really super powered high achiever ladies, they start shifting their way 
and 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 whatever pains for whatever situation they're having they start shifting so it's quite nice to see that kind of gelling in them and everyone has their own timing it's not my timing for them it's that that personal growth for them i love what you said about baby steps because baby steps you have to take also in writing when you want to write the book and i always tell my my students yes we take baby steps and at the end there will be a, a big book and so it is also with with dancing or rehearsing oh, body yes. movements huh? absolutely baby steps are great and excuse me and the beauty about babies if we sometimes we forget um, as adults babies have this innate joy that can never be taken away they're so joyous and they are so curious about life they're exploring and as adults if we could stop for a moment pause and come and come back to ourselves and find that inner child in us it's it's really wonderful do you enjoy also teaching small kids Oh yes, most definitely. Uh, I feel truly fortunate, very humbled. During the pandemic last year, I, I had an opportunity to to get to know more younger students uh, online. So uh, that was very interesting to see that remarkable ability to focus online on Zoom. Um, that sometimes I I could get carried away with my teaching, but they're able to concentrate. It's quite fascinating to see them responding and also improving on that so uh, it I would say it's been really rewarding to see some kids uh, you know younger ages the youngest kid I've taught but not online years ago uh, 14 months old kids yes uh, I was attracting all sorts of different ages so I had 14 months old uh, child to 72 year old women wanting um, to be immersed in my programs <laughs> and do you still know or you know what this 14 month old child does today do you know some of them eh, because it was quite some time ago I know they will continue uh, doing some ballet for some of them but at a certain point we kind of lost touch Some of them relocated, but uh, some of the fourth months old, the, the the parents were very encouraging, and they wanted the kids to uh, explore and hone their skills at a quite an early age for for dancing. Yeah. But as you said, it's never too late. You you can start all, also at 70 or when. What was your oldest student in ballet? <laughs> I would say the youngest. The <laughs> youngest, 72. sorry. 72. 72. No, 72. no, not at all. 72. Wow. It's quite amazing. Um, they, yes, it, it, they come in and they, they, you you see them transforming. A lot of people may have a mindset where, you know, you have to have a certain body frame. And this is how I, I foresee and I perceive and I embrace my graceful body system that is inclusive of any women that uh, you know especially uh, women who needs to be rejuvenated that they they know it they feel it and they feel good i always i'm so happy to see when you know the clients <laughs> feel happy and then they send me messages at all sorts of hours but I'm, i'm grateful you know when they leave the messages because they feel good about themselves and that's the key beautiful and if 
if someone comes to you now and wants to start, what do you tell this person um, first? Maybe where, where do you start? Do you start with movement? Do you start with mindset? How do you do it? For my adult clients, it would be actually breathing. Oh. <laughs> breathing, because um, if a, I, I often tell them, you know, a, the difference between an exercise and you see a professional dance and move, there's something quite different. And when they integrate the movement with the breath work, it's a whole a different thing. For example, if I, if I tell you just to stretch your hands up, you can just stretch your hands, but then if you start integrating your movement, the awareness and the movement starts shifting. So most of the time, actually, every every time I, I get them do it, whether it's the pre-recorded that they do or the live sessions, then they know that it's time to breathe in my class. And and to have actually a, a cup of water on the side, they're quite excited to start. I said, go and have a sip of water, let's readjust ourselves, and then we start. Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. Where can people reach you, Evelyn? They usually reach me on my new IG account, Evelyn Wong underscore Graceful Body. And some, some of them find me on uh, Facebook um, at uh, the Graceful Swan SG. Beautiful. And what would be the, the three truths or recommendations you would have for people? First one, I would say compassion, compassion for ourselves. Very often for women, for some, I wouldn't say all, that, that sometimes we can feel guilty, guilty to be kinder to ourselves and make time for ourselves. And especially for busy women that sometimes you want to take care of everyone, you know, of our loved ones. And we kind of forget ourselves in, in that way. So the compassion for ourselves is key. And to forgive ourselves when we make mistakes, it's okay to make mistakes. And the second one, I would say respect. Respect for ourselves, it's important as well. When we are able to give ourselves the respect, we're able to respect others. And I apply this, if you want to say philosophy, this uh, practice uh, to my younger students, to the adults. Uh, I, I listen to their opinion uh, on the, uh, in, the, in the class and the respect that I give them earns their respect back. I'm not expecting for respect from them, but because I acknowledge their presence and respect their views and their ways of doing things, that, that changes the dynamic of our relationship. And thirdly, I would say healthy boundaries. Yes, uh, healthy boundaries for everyone, for family, for, for moms, for women, that, you know, for siblings, that you know, sometimes it's okay to say no. No, it's healthy. The ability to say no. And my students used to te tease me, uh, my younger students, they like to imitate the way I move and walk. Uh, I think they're at that age where they, they, they want to emulate someone. So they would say, I love to say yes. But I said, the reason why I say yes in class is because you, you girls tend to tell yourself some self-limiting beliefs. So I would encourage, yes, you can do it. But it's healthy to say no when you're tired about something. It's healthy to tell your family that. So this is the last bit I would definitely encourage women to, to feel that it's okay to say no sometimes and not to feel guilty about it. 
Thank you. This is beautiful. Maybe just one last word for for the end of this year or upcoming next year. What would you tell? Want to tell everybody for year ending, starting new year? Look up and breathe and reach your hand to the top. I, I, would, I want everyone to actually experience it. When you look up and just breathe and you reach your hand to the top, you don't feel like there's anything stopping you. So I would encourage everyone, this is my little word or sentence for, for, the, for the day and to end our year in a, in a more empowering way. Thank you so much, Evelyn. That was so powerful. Thank you so much for your time. And I, I, I really enjoyed the opportunity to be able to share and connect with you.